Just a note, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of San Jose State University, nor the School of Social Work. This podcast aims to have authentic conversations and comprehensive discussions about the topic at hand, and does not intend to malign, slander, or to be disrespectful to any person, place, religion, community, or organization. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Social Work Experience. We're your hosts, Tanvi and Jess. Say hi, Jess. Hello. Today, we wanted to explore what the grad school experience is, and we have and we wanted to have a conversation about just how it is really to be in grad school. So we have two very special guests joining us. We have Maddie Western. She was a BSW student and was the president of the USWA. And currently, she's a first-year online hybrid student and the social events chair of SWIGSA. And she's also working as a medical social worker. What up, Maddie? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me tonight. Of course. Pleasure. And we also... We have Julie Black joining us. Julie is a final year student, advanced standing on campus. Um, She's gender fluid, goes by all pronouns. Outside of school, Julie spends time working in the public library, doing library social work. She wants to focus on enhancing the way the library system engages with and provides services to vulnerable folks, especially people experiencing homelessness. What up, Julie? Hi, everyone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course, thank you both so much for joining us. We can't say that enough. Um, before we get into it, for the listeners, keep in mind that our experiences in grad school are not universal in any way whatsoever. We're all SJSE students and we're all in the field of social work. So while some things may translate across different universities and fields, this may not be representative of your experience and that's okay. The experiences you're meant to the experiences you have are meant to be individualized and special to you. That being said, to kick us off for you both, how did it feel to enter graduate school? I can start. (laughs) Um, So I think for me, uh, you know, I don't know, lots of feelings, lots of kind of nervy, anxious feelings, especially because um, I graduated with my BSW um, in May 2020. So I like had taken some time off before I came back to school. I didn't really know exactly how I wanted to like specialize or if I did want to get my MSW. Um, So yeah, I I, like did an AmeriCorps VISTA year and kind of that's how I got involved with the library. And then I was like, oh, I really want, I really want to like deepen my skills. And um, yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) it was anxiety provoking but I don't know at some point I just like made up my mind and was like I'm gonna dive in um so yeah wonderful thank you Julie what about you Maddie uh how did it feel for you to enter graduate school um since we had mentioned before that you did come from your BSW and um you know you're coming into the sweep position from the undergrad um association so what is that like for you to enter this side Well, to be honest, it feels natural yet unnatural at the same time. Um, I mean, personally, I would have never expected that I would get my master's degree. If you would ask me five years ago, I probably would have never guessed that, you know, I'd get this far. (laughs) Um, But, you know, transitioning from the bachelor's program, the day I applied for the bachelor's program, I knew I wanted to get my master's. And, you know, when the application process started, um, 
every every question the prompts felt really natural to answer so I I felt like it would be a really really good thing for me to do um, but now that I'm actually in the program everything does feel really natural especially given that I just got my bachelor's there's been a couple months break between so a lot of it is familiar even some of the professors are familiar I was so happy to see um, Professor Lemon there she was great in undergrad, and she's still just as wonderful in the master's program. Yeah, that's really, it's interesting as um, what I hear as far as both of your experiences is that it is pretty fresh for you uh, both to be coming from your bachelor's and into grad school within the past um, couple of years, within the past couple of months for you, Maddie. Um, so, I mean, it, it I feel like it is a really big jump. That's kind of the way that I saw it when I entered my master's program after taking a four-year gap. And um, I mean, kudos to both of you. I feel like, you know, just hearing your um, experiences so far seems that it's sounding natural for both of you, which is awesome. I'm happy that you have that. Um, how did it feel for you to enter graduate school, Tanvi? I'm kind of in the same boat as Maddie. I went straight after undergrad. So the schooling, like it, it didn't really feel like I took a break from school. So like keeping up with assignments, keeping up with deadlines, all of that felt kind of second nature to me. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but it, it wasn't anything new for sure. But there were different experiences for me. I don't have a background in humanities. I have a background in science. So the schooling system is, is very different in comparison, like how they teach. Um, so it was definitely a bit of a learning curve. Like it was a lot more writing. It was a lot more like really examining experiences in depth compared to like science where like you're memorizing and applying, memorizing and applying. And I'm not saying there's none of that here, but it's a significantly different proportion. What about you, Jess? How was entering grad school for you? Yeah, you know, that's interesting because um, I came from a psych background. My bachelor's is in psychology. And it's interesting because in, in those sciences, I think that I still had a lot of the, you know, writing opportunities and um, it was, there's a lot of introspection involved, which was a good thing for me and also um, a learning curve. And so I think entering grad school, a lot of the class experience I have now is a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion. It's really hands-on. And uh, I think I had mentioned this in the last episode. I didn't really have the experience of connecting one-on-one -on -one with a lot of my peers when I was in my bachelor's program. And um, I mean, I love it. I think it's the biggest jump I had made. And some days like today with internship and everything, I was like, wow, this is a lot. But um, at the end of each semester, I feel like I've learned something more about myself, more about my interests and passions. So entering grad school has probably been the best decision for me personally. Um, and it is always exciting. Let me tell you that always something new, um, new challenges to learn and to navigate through. So, um, so as far as the differences between grad school and undergrad. I know that you had mentioned that, Thambi, and then I'm um, coming from a science background, and I also mentioned that too. Um, for both of you, Julie and Maddie, what was the biggest difference that you found between your grad school and undergrad experiences? Um, I think for me, um, I mean, 
So it's a little bit different for me because I like I'm from Georgia. I graduated from the University of Georgia with my bachelor's in social work. Um, so, you know, it's not just the difference in like undergrad and like graduate degree. It's like moving across the country and a totally different, you know, school system and, you know, like California state schools, like it's all, <laughs> I don't know, just like the processes and everything. Like, you know, in my undergrad, like we took a little questionnaire and then we got assigned an internship based on what was available. But you no, know, with, you know, uh, our program, you know, we, we go through this long list and we ask a lot of different uh, internships that they would take us and go through a bunch of interviews, which, you know, there, I think there are good and bad things with like both of those. Um, I was fortunately able to have like a really great undergrad placement, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just um, a little bit more of the, like hands off kind of thing with undergrad. It's like, you know, there's a little bit more handholding or it, there's kind of more of a buildup, but then with grad school, it's just like, okay, <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> do the thing is so accurate, man. Let me tell you, I'm like, okay, I guess I should just do this thing I've never done. And it's going to right. be great. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you, Maddie? Well, Thankfully, I got my bachelor's in social work at SJSU, like I said, just a couple months ago. So there were a lot of similarities I noticed, but the differences really had to do with the coursework. Um, there's actually, well, I'm in the online hybrid program, so I need to start off by clarifying. We only have classes twice a week, and it's 6.30 to 9.30, which is pretty concise. So it might be later in the day, but yeah, it's a little bit shorter, so it makes things a bit easier. Um, but that being said, class time might be shorter, but reading time is not. Um, there's a significant increase in the amount you're going to read. However, there's a significant decrease in the amount of work that you need to do. So things can be balanced. Uh, it, it can be busy. Uh, I'm a mom of two kids. I work full time and I'm doing this program on, program on top of things. And it can be overwhelming. And so when it's time to read, sometimes I kind of grumble and I'm like, eh, I don't feel like it. But then like I open up the work and I'm like, wait, this is social work. I love social work and it becomes a lot of fun. Um, so just remembering like why we're doing this is really important through it all. Yeah, I want to piggyback just for a second. I think that's so important, like especially with the reading. Yes, there's definitely a lot more reading, but I have also found that like, I'll be grumbly, but then I open up the article and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. <laughs> like, let me look at the references so I can read those too. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, just to kind of touch on, on both those points, I think that was my biggest difference between grad school and undergrad. Like, I talked about the difference in system and everything, but just like, I feel like, I don't know if this is a grad school thing or if it's a social work thing, but they're really intentional about the curriculum. And it's it's very designed, like it's it's not busy work whatsoever. And the readings are engaging and they they give me like actual information and they make me think about things and reflect. So yeah, it's like obviously I don't like doing the reading, but when I do it, I I like find myself enjoying it and getting into it. And that's not something I ever experienced in undergrad. I agree. Um, I call it my social work toolkit. Like the more information, you know, like we are the only tool we have in social work, you know, so like the more we know, the better we're going to help 
the people that we work with. Very nice. Awesome. Uh, great perspectives. I mean, like there's, there's so much difference. And I think all of our experiences, um, even coming from the BSW to MSW for um, two of you, and then, you know, the short transition from undergrad to grad school, just I think that a lot of what I'm hearing is there's so much difference in the school culture. I mean, coming from a different state to California to even um, to pursue a different type of educational system. And, um, you know, there's there's just so much difference that can happen where we we forget that a lot of these experiences can be so complex and individual. So um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, that being said, what is uh, something you enjoyed the most about grad school or something that you're really enjoying within the semester so far? Other than the ratings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to point that part out, but yes, I agree. <laughs> um, I think for me, I don't know. I mean, okay, yes. I mean, I think it's the the biggest thing or like the thing that I'm enjoying the most is just like the professors, like the support um, from professors and also like from my like field instructor and my placement. Um, and yeah, I, I just think like being able to, I don't know, especially me, I took time off of school, um, and like have been working in a library. So I've been very kind of like isolated from other social workers. Like I'm the only social worker on staff at the library. Um, so that was, I mean, that was another reason why I wanted to pursue my MSW because I just kind of missed, um, like having other social workers around to like spitball with, you know, like that's such a big part of social work. It's like constant supervision, constantly like elaborating, being like, what do you think? And how can I kind of, you know, working together to be able to come to like a decision or a solution or like working through a problem. I really missed that. And so, yeah, it's, that's like the thing that I love the most. And like, I'm so glad that I did it <laughs> and that it, it is, it's turned on this way. You know, I get great um, supervision. I even like bring up work stuff like with my field instructor and she like talks to me about it. Um, and same thing with my professors, like everyone is um, like, we'll take the time to kind of like work through stuff. That's like, even, you know, not even like relevant to class. Like they just, you know, it's like, oh, I have my little social work team now. <laughs> I will, I just want to add to that, Julie, real quick. I think you bring up a really good point because while like social work is, is one of the most collaborative fields, it also has the potential to be very isolating depending on what kind of social work you're in. And I feel like that, that's something that's really avoided in grad school because like you are in the class and you are like with other students. But Maddie, I'm curious for you in the online hybrid program, do you feel that isolation or no? You know, I was kind of concerned about that when I first found out I was in the online hybrid program because I was in person. I mean, we started everything on Zoom because my class started during the pandemic and then we all met in person and everything was beautiful and we really like grew a beautiful bond. But then online, I was like, oh no, like not only are these people online, but they also live all over California. So it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to meet them, but no, like there's a discord. We get to talk to each other. We have group chats. Like, believe it or not, <laughs> my internship, one of the girls in my cohort was, you know, she's in the same internship as me, which was really unexpected. So um, it's not an isolating experience. Like you guys find ways to communicate. And, um, you know, having my role in Swigsa too, 
and being an online hybrid student is really unique because I only live 15 minutes from campus. So I'm able to kind of bring people together in a different way. Like we have our online events available. Like I know you guys are going to be talking about our pumpkin carving competition later. That's something that everyone can do. Um, and we're also like going to do our hiking event. Um, so that's going to bring people together in person. And that'll be something to talk about on the Discord too. Yeah, that's actually kind of a good point. Um, that was one of the reasons when I was selecting, you know, through programs, thinking what would fit me the most. And um, I was, I think, a little avoidant of online programs just because having done asynchronous classes or hybrid classes for undergrad, I was... Um, you know, I really did want that feeling of connection with my peers. But I mean, even through just online discussions that we do now in grad uh, program and uh, what you're saying, Maddie, how there's just so many opportunities that Swigsa puts on that are virtual, right? Like the cafecitos or um, the um, the guest speakers. It's great that there are still those opportunities, I think, to connect online, which I had not really uh, thought that would be possible before. And I, I love my program. I'm an in-person uh, part-time three-year program and I'm in my second year. So we do also have classes at night, three hours. And um, as much as I see those people that I'm in the cohort with really not as frequently as I'd like, um, you know, I'm seeing that there's the same amount of connection I think that we can get online and love my cohort, wouldn't change it for the world. But I, now I know that online would have been an option too uh, for me as being a social person. So um, thank you both for sharing that. Is there anything that has been maybe instead of the most enjoyed thing, something that's really difficult for you? Um, I know that you both are mentioning that you're, you know, working and turning. Um, what does that look like as far as difficulties or juggling your time? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the hardest part. <laughs> it's like, I even tell this to my, my friends, um, that, you know, aren't in social work, it's like, I, you know, the classwork isn't that demanding, like, don't take that as a, like, you know, reason to like, give us more classwork. But it's like, you know, we're meant to have internship and class and kind of like, our classes are, you know, we do a lot of writing. So it's, you know, I can write whatever, like, I feel writing is like strong for me. So um, yeah, it's like, the classwork isn't that bad. And then internship is really great. But yeah, just it's like, having class internship and then also you know we we live in one of the most expensive places like in you know the U.S. Um, I have to like work full-time um, and so yeah I mean I'm working every day I wouldn't recommend that to anyone <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like the best path for me um, to do this like on-campus advanced standing um, kind of like fast track and do it all at once, even with work. And, you know, I mean, my work is very like flexible and accommodating and so is my internship. And so, you know, I'm making it work, but yeah, it's like self-care. What's that? Like I'm doing something every day. Like I, you know, can't really take the time off or like, I can't, you know, reduce my hours. Um, so yeah, I would say, um, just like juggling all of that is like it's that's honestly the the hardest part yeah I gotta agree with Julie I think finding that balance can be really really difficult uh for online hybrid students our classes are Tuesdays and Thursdays our internships are also 
Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I selected an internship in San Francisco. So um, that's about an hour drive from where I live. And it's well worth it. It's an amazing agency. So that I wouldn't change. Um, but having to go to class, you know, an hour between <laughs> is uh, a little bit difficult. And also finding the time to, you know, make quality work and really, really pay attention to what you're reading, learning, not just reading. Um, so it can be difficult, you know, and you have to get those eight hours. It's so important to get those eight hours of sleep. You have to like meet that expectation of self-care. It's within our code of ethics and that can get difficult in grad school. Like I know that, like we said, not exper all experiences are universal, but I think a lot of us are having to like pay for this. So we all have to work um, and it's really hard to, to work and do school. So taking care of yourself, that's that's hard to do, but it's so necessary in order to be successful. Yeah, that's a, you know, a great point. Just as far as, I mean, the commute, I'm also traveling between work and internship and school and kind of living centralized to all of those things. So my commutes average like an hour and doing like an hour, two hours a day, those are really harshing my vibes. Not going to lie. Not right. super. On top of everything else too. Yeah. It's like, I'm oh. just sit in the car and listen to the social work experience podcast through my drive. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, discovered a lot of music on the way. That's cool with me, I guess. That's uh, one way to spin it. But one of the things that, um, that I'm really realizing is that once I get to the places that I'm I'm at and, um, you know, the, these choices that I've made for work and school and internship, um, kind of like you said, you get into it and it feels natural and you're really enjoying it. So um, wouldn't change those experiences. I wish I could teleport or something, something in between to make it a little easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, practicing self-care is super important. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the best at it sometimes. Sometimes I'm definitely lacking sleep. I took a nap right before this recording. And um, there's just other days where I'm like, I don't think this is humanly possible to fit all this stuff in and take care of myself. But one of the things I think that's really showing me this in this experience of grad school is like setting that boundary for myself professionally and also personally. This is like the best practice run I've ever had to say, yeah, I'm just going to need more time or um, can you assist me with this? It's such a great experience for me to put that boundary so that I can practice self-care. Because I know maybe later on in my life, once I do get into my field and everything that I might not, um, I want that skill to be strengthened, right? So I think that this is a great learning curve for me to set those professional boundaries, which I've been trying to do kind of hard, but um, it's been working out so far. And I've been realizing saying like, this is too much for me. It's okay. You know, and, um, you, I think we all have this higher expectation of ourselves because we do believe in our skills and, um, knowing that we can accomplish the things we want to, but it's also okay to get some time for yourself between those you are capable, regardless if you can't do it all at once. So, um, great points. Thank you. Tanvi, uh, do you feel like anything has been difficult for you and really balancing? Cause you, I know you're also, um, working interning and yeah yeah, yeah uh -huh. you guys y'all hit the nail on the head because truly I think the most difficult thing about grad school for me has been time it just it never feels like there's enough like if I could choose like a day 
just to like get all my sleep out of the way in like one day and just like keep going for the rest of the week I would unfortunately that is not how the human body works um but to your point Jess like I think you bring it up that like professional and personal boundaries I at least for me in my experience like maybe it's just like because I'm 23 or maybe it's because like I was in pre-med culture all of undergrad like it's just I didn't those boundaries were non-existent in undergrad whatsoever. And I think maturing is kind of realizing that like, hey, if, if not having those boundaries affects your work, which means it affects your clients, which means that in turn affects you. And like, if your job is to help people, how much can you help people when your cup's empty, you know? So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm learning to set those boundaries, but also I'm 23 and sometimes I just want to do young dumb and stupid things and it's it's all about the balance it's all about the balance sometimes you have to do a face mask while you're writing your paper sometimes you have to register for classes while you're at a concert you know you do you do what you have to <laughs> that's so real i actually oh I mean, honestly i don't recommend the second one but like <laughs> you wait can i say one more thing okay yeah i so putting on a little bit of a macro lens here because we're you know trying to uh you know look at systems in all different kinds of ways i think that you know this is like a problem with the field of social work like the way that we have to do grad school um other professions you know my my partner computer scientist he didn't have to do an internship during grad school um you know it's and they also only have paid internships like he would um tell any of his interns never take an unpaid internship so I think you know that's also something you know shouting out into the ether like the CSWE like hey like we all are taking on so much like what's the deal? I know, you know, experience is really important in our field. And I appreciate that. But who it's a lot to be working and internship and class. And then, you know, I also know that a lot of social workers come to this field with lived experience, like navigating systems and like, you know, being vulnerable themselves. And like, we want to be able to do this work. But it's kind of it's a barrier for a lot of folks. I know people like who haven't who chose not to pursue like a higher level degree because they had to work. And it's just like, you know, just, you know, wanted to throw that out there. I just feel like that's extremely relevant to what we're talking about. And it's something I've kind of been simmering on for a while. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, you bring up you bring up such a good point, Julie, especially because like we're at San Jose State students, right? So we're in like the Silicon Valley almost. So you see you see all these people around us who are are thriving based off like their their undergrad degree and like the experiences they have and not to say that they don't deserve them but like we also deserve them yet we put this expectation on ourselves that like we don't because for us it comes down to like well if i don't do this then i'm not helping someone but then right. how are you going to help yourself you know it's yeah. there's definitely there's definitely some system work that that needs to be done. And also, I, I would just like to add from like my own personal experience, like you mentioned lived experience, like, I don't think I've ever been forced to self reflect and emotionally engage as much with the program as I have with this one. And coming at that, like, 23 guys, my prefrontal cortex isn't even developed yet. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I still feel like a child. And yet I'm being like, 
expected as a good social worker should to reflect on my own experiences and how that's intertwining with with like everything that I'm doing so doing that takes a, a lot like time like that it's emotional labor yeah it just <laughs> prioritizes the need for self-care which it sucks because our system isn't really equated to do that like we're not just learning how to do the thing we're learning how to do the thing well and that's a lot but yeah that was my little it's tangent like, I'm 27 I still feel like a baby it's like that meme like <laughs> broad city it's like I'm just a baby like I don't know <laughs> yeah um my I'm 28 my prefrontal cortex is developed and I'm highly confused uh, I know what's going on all the time so you're not alone if you're also feeling that out there people um yeah no that's that's and you see um those are honestly great points I think what I'm taking away from a lot of this conversation I mean such great perspectives um um I think my biggest takeaway from this conversation is really just like we all have such different positionalities and I know that's something that our that our school's model uh the transcultural perspective really um really talks about a lot is like positionality self-reflexivity also the privileges that we have right where um where if we put it in the lens of like um by the words of Dr. Lee, he said, just by having the virtue of going to class, um, shout out Dr. Lee. So if, you know, you have that privilege of like going to class and everything and, and having the privilege of stressing over something like um, being so exhausted from so an abundance of opportunity, I guess that's one way, um, that's one way to kind of look at it through that lens. Um, but it is still difficult regardless. I mean, yeah, even, um, even just having to balance all of that just as a person can be really draining. But I mean, that's my takeaway is just, there are a lot of aspects that we talk about is, um, is the place that we're standing and the way that we navigate through them. So great positionality talk. Um, what is your biggest takeaway from uh, this point in time in your experience, Maddie? What do you think? I, I mean, my biggest takeaway is probably it's a great experience, you know, like it's hard to just like, pick one well I guess you didn't say I had to pick one right but yeah there's just so many factors like some days it's like it feels like you can't get through it. it's like how am I gonna get through this this is 60 pages of reading and it's due next Tuesday but like just taking everything like one day at a time and remembering like once you get through it you never have to do this again until next week um, <laughs> but like it's all well worth it like everything you do is gonna help you grow as a social worker and like all of that is going to impact, you know, the, the demographic that you work with. Um, it's a generalist practice. So it's like a part of our, our ethic to have to like advocate for the larger society. So like all these little things that you're doing, even though, you know, they feel kind of big sometimes, they're going to make a big impact. There's not a lot of job descriptions that involve creating social change. So it's well worth it. That's also my mantra, just like one day at a time. It's like, what do I need to do today so that tomorrow goes as smoothly as possible? <laughs> yeah, I should totally be sponsored by the maker of my planner because that is looking very packed right now and very color-coded. Um, I should uh, I should figure out what brand that is and reach out to them because uh, they've been <laughs> carrying me through the semester, let me tell you. yeah. <laughs> no, for real, I think 
I, I had never utilized this as much before in my life, but my planner almost torn to shreds. I don't have it with me or else I'd show you, but like that thing has been through the ringer. If you guys <laughs> could be sponsored by one thing for grad school that you actively use, what would it be? Financial aid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be completely honest, Babsa, what's up? <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> Phil's coffee or something. Like, <laughs> something to keep me Facts. awake through these night classes. <sighs> That's so good, man. Coffee is such a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I y'all have planners. I have like I have so many different online calendars <laughs> and I like I'm like obsessive about like making sure that every hour I'm like putting like what it is that I'm doing so that I can remember in the future because I need to be able to go back and be like okay yes this is what happened this day so that you know I can prepare for this next day um and especially you know like having my work calendar my internship calendar my school calendar like canvas um yeah just <laughs> all of my online calendars yeah probably google <laughs> google's my sponsor Thank listen you. if google sponsored us we would have no issues financially <laughs> if google sponsored us our internships would be paid uh <laughs> okay say it again <laughs> social workers are underpaid in case you don't understand the theme of this podcast <laughs> oh, well um what about you tom i don't know if we had uh asked you about your takeaway for this point in time in your social work experience what is yours honestly for me just enjoy it because everyone's telling me that once you're out of school it's, it's a lot different that's a world I don't know I've never not been in school so I'm trying to enjoy this last year a little bit enjoy going to classes writing in my pretty colorful pens <laughs> doing essays trying really hard to enjoy it what about for you, Julie? What is your biggest takeaway, you think? Um, well, I think to respond a little bit to Tanvi, I think like, yes, it is very different when you get out of school. So yes, enjoy it. But also like, I don't know, there are good things about like being out of school and you can really grow professionally in other ways. But there's not the like sense of community, like nurturing knowledge. Um, so that also reminds me of what you were saying earlier Jessica about like the privilege of like opportunity like there's like so many things like you know even just being able to talk with classmates about like what they're doing at their placement and oh like I'll promote that here like you know it's like you're just kind of like in it together and um, that's really special for school but I think my main takeaway um, of this time is just like kind of reinforcing the um I don't know, lifelong learner, like perspectives, just like I, there's, I think, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I feel like this comes up in like other, you know, fields and um, areas of study. It's like the more that I learn, the more that I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm an expert. And it's like, I, you know, the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh, wow. Like there's so many things that I had never thought about or like um, considered. So yeah, just like being able to, um, approach things with curiosity and not even you know people who have been in the field for like 30 years like being like oh like I don't know about this like I think I think that's just like super important so that we don't get like jaded and bogged down in like our you know <laughs> uh, the systems that we kind of generally end up working in um it can be a lot 
um, like once you leave grad school. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, uh, that's my biggest thing about grad school. I just like learning, <laughs> always learning. Um, Julie or Maddie, do you have anything that you want to add to our conversation for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I guess for all you bachelor students, if you're considering applying for the master's program, I'd highly encourage it. You learn so much here. It's such a wonderful experience. If you can survive the bachelor's program, you're going to succeed in the master's program. So I know it's like nerve wracking going through the application process. Don't feel afraid to reach out to a master's student, especially one in Swigza. We're so happy to help you through this because it's going to help make more competent social workers in the world. Yeah, and I think um, for me, since, you know, I'm being given a microphone, I just, <laughs> I like, you know, me, I come from like a library social work perspective and like not many people know about library social work. So I just want to say like, you know, we get to be creative in how we help people. And, you know, you don't, it's not just about, like the micro or like clinical. And if that's your jam, like that's awesome. We need those people. But um, I don't know, just find something that works for you and like pursue that and make it happen. Um, it We get, I don't know, it's like super special being in social work because we get to, um, you know, work with community to solve problems. And um, yeah, just think it's super cool. Yeah, pursue, pursue your dreams and don't be told no. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to add one thing really quickly. I need all the listeners to know that Julie and I are in the child welfare class together. And the way this girl knows so much about the library, she's plugging resources, plugging programs that I didn't even know existed. So if I could leave final words for the listener, it would be check out the library because they do so much more than just hold books and like give you a place to study. They're, they're chock full of resources. And super nice librarians who want to help you out. <laughs> if I could uh, do one final word or a couple final words is that I'm going to need those resources, Julie and Thanvi, for my papers. So um, slide that over here. And uh, my final words would just be really thank you. I mean, I know we're all coming from different things that we we just talked about how hard it is to just balance our time and everything so just having you to take the time to speak with us um late night I mean to do this recording and just having such an open mindset and hearing each other's experiences um I just really really appreciate uh, that you are here with us and I really wish you all the best in your future endeavors and your current endeavors um yeah Nothing but gratitude. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. All right, listeners, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to hear from some other students who you may be familiar with about specifically their experiences in grad school within the SJSU MSW program. For now, here are some special announcements and cool events coming up, courtesy of SWICSA. Here's some SWIGSA announcements for everybody listening. Uh, we have a couple of events throughout October. 
first one is on October 17th and October 20th, Swigsa will be fundraising at Gongcha right across campus from 4 to 6 p.m. Grab some boba, maybe chat with friends, and support Swigsa. On October 19th, Dr. Sen is holding special office hours via Zoom from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. These are not your typical professor office hours, so you don't need to uh, set aside some questions regarding curriculum or assignments. Dr. Sen is setting aside some time to get to know us students and people and also future social workers. So go pick her brain, let her get to know you, and ask some questions if you have them. On October 22nd, Swigstow will be holding a hike on Lascadas Creek Trail. Take a break from school, take a breath outside. We talked a lot about self-care. This is a great opportunity to kind of reflect and take a break it's from 9 to 11 and just enjoy the beauty of the trail and vibe with some friends on october 23rd dr gt rays will be joining us from csu east bay he's going to be leading a discussion regarding hip-hop as an anti-oppressive tool in the field of social work you can attend the seminar either in person at the mlk library in room 225 or you can attend via zoom from 3 30 p.m to 5 30 p.m Finally, from now until October 31st, Twixa is hosting a pumpkin carving contest. The winner will be announced on November 6th and will receive a special prize. For details about any of these events on how to enter, how to attend, go ahead and check Canvas under the general resources page or follow Twixa on Instagram. Now we are going to hear a bit from Pancho and Eric, who you might remember from our last episode and the last season, about their experiences in the MSW program at SJSU and also some prospective things for their future. Now that you both are done with the podcast, as well as like you have graduated from the program, what are you guys up to now? We're just partying, you know what I'm saying? Just going out there, just handling business. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we're we, <laughs> well, kind of slightly. We are enjoy- definitely enjoying our summer, um, which was nice, you know, enjoying the summer, doing our things. Uh, but at least for me, preparing for a career, preparing to really set myself up for for my career, for for those goals now, you know what I'm saying? Like the limits, the stars at this point now, now that I have my, my master's, thankfully, um, now I'm looking into getting my license. Now I'm looking maybe potentially into uh, private practice later. If you all would like to be colleagues and start off an office, let me know. Hit me up in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then I'm looking to starting my fellowship in Kaiser in September. So I'll be starting there and, and looking into that field as a, as a medical clinical social worker. Uh, and yeah, just seeking my full potential with with this profession, with this career um with this new lifestyle i believe it's a definitely a lifestyle change so yeah and then going with that too you know full full disclaimer you know we're not uh speaking for other agencies or organizations that we're a part of uh we're speaking on behalf of our own experiences and views uh so that has nothing to do with uh <laughs> who we are employed by or future employed uh to do uh so with that being said um yeah, it was great to have the summer off uh, once we graduated and then going into it definitely was like applying out there. Me or like Poncho and I, we both went in the PPSC program, which is like a credential to become like a school social worker. Uh, so applying out for them to see how it goes, went on a couple of interviews and very fortunate. I was lucky enough to land at 
uh, Santa Clara County Office of Education. And with that, I'll be a mental health specialist. And uh, with that, I'll be operating like a wellness center at, uh, uh, at a school in, somewhere in Gilroy. So it's very exciting. Uh, with that being said, just uh, I really wanted to be in a school of social work. That was like my when I was going to the PPSC program, I wanted to be in a school and I, I knew that's where I wanted to be. For me, that was kind of like the front lines of what I feel like is for like the youth of having those services provided at schools right there, right there and then. And that's what I want to become. And then with the with where I want to end up, I want to be I wanted to be part of like a team of social workers so I could get molded, learn from and uh, get educated. Like if there's classes provided with them and then also in the process of becoming like licensed too. Uh, so it's just like big things of like, you know, this is what we talked about in the MSW program. This is what kept us going uh, on those long nights, <laughs> writing numerous papers, <laughs> burning, edge of burning out, maybe even burnt out a couple of times. I don't know, probably, probably, <laughs> probably numb to it. Um, and then this is what we did. And like, it's very, it's very, it's like now it's kind of real. It didn't hit me for a while, but it's very, uh, we're just really grateful for what happened. Just ended up where we are now. Very cool. Thank you for sharing your upcoming experiences. Um, and we're excited to see where the Masters of Social Work program ended up taking you. It sounds like both of you are going to be in some really intensive fields. So I think they have some great team members on the way. Uh, so with that being said, how well do you feel that the MSW curriculum prepared you for being a social worker in your upcoming fields? That's a good one. Uh, curriculum wise, I think what really helped out was at Santa. What made like even San Jose State unique was the transcultural perspective embedded into the curriculum. And with that, like having the domains like to be practiced, like we learned about it, like we live, breathe, eat, even like yeah, if we even like you had dreams about it, maybe even nightmares about the TCP because that's how uh, embedded it was in us. Uh, <laughs> embedded in it uh, to learn about and to like speak about it and uh, Drabble et al. 2012 shout out to them uh, <laughs> but with the TCP it just like it really gave a focus and a lens to look at social work and how to do things or what perspectives to think about um, and it really helped out in that way of like I could say like two domains of like respectful partnership needs to really happen with like the client and uh, like student and like the provider and that goes like for everybody, like, you know, with us right now, being respectful partnership with us, with the faculty, uh, with everyone that we work with within the field, that needs to be established in order for like to, to make the magic happen, I guess you could say. And then with that, with the other domains, I could really say that helped out was like the positionality and self-reflexivity self of like knowing your, who you are, the positions that you carry, your identity, and the, to refrain from like bias and judgment that happens too. Um, as that could all impact your work. And it just really gives a focus to look at, even in your personal life too, if you, of how much it's embedded in us, it's going to be there for sure. Um, so that's how much like the curriculum, like I feel like has helped me out within this practice. Eric, you forgot a domain. What, what domain did you forget to touch on? <laughs> Which one, Bancho? Power, privilege, and oppression. Oh, yes, sir. Come on now. Come on now. It's gonna be now that's gonna be one of those nightmares. Like I forgot that one. I forgot that. I'll just get <laughs> no, but uh I think for me it's I'm thankful that I came to SJSU. I am so thankful that I came to SJSU, not only for the cohort that 
I was blessed to have. Shout out to cohort one. Um, and then also for the staff, like the staff here at, at SJSU are, are very knowledgeable, great, passionate people, like in their, in their respective, like kind of like field mindset or in their perspective of like what they do in social work, they're super, super passionate. Um, they like, I had great experience with professors that were very unique in their teaching style, that were very unique in their subjects that they taught, and and they just delivered it so well. The conversations that we had, the practice, like, little kind of, like, roundtables we would have. Um, I remember for one of our classes, we straight up had, uh, what was it? We had a, a little live vignette where one person would act out a certain type of thing, and then we would come in as a social worker and try to play it out. Like it's it was it was fantastic. I think SJSU, um, the MSW program has has a very well well rounded way of teaching their students and a very kind of like um, community based way of of teaching their students. And the example of that is Swixa is like this podcast allowing them to do this to be a part of it like it's very very collaborative i think that also kind of like went to solidify how as social workers we need to be and what kind of like potential as a social worker we can we can we can we possess um i, I mean there's so much that i can say about this msw curriculum that that really made me the social worker yeah that i'm going to be and that i'm going to continue evolving not just in personally but also in the field like there's a lot that the field still needs to grow in and i know that i've been well equipped to like if i see something i can i can i can do my best you know to influence change um but yeah definitely 100 percent grateful to be here and to to have been a part of the of, of the sjsu experience Thank you both for sharing that. And yeah, for the um, listeners who don't know, the way the program is broken up is that there's internship, which is like you work at an agency and there's also classes. Um, and then for you guys, you have the additional layer of being involved in SWIGSA, which is Social Worker Grad Student Association. Um, so being in those three things, like how do you think those really helped you in the program or prepare you in general? Definitely. I think with that, um, it was like, you can't take one from the other. It was all interconnected and you really learned a lot. Like with this SGC curriculum itself, it was like events generalist practice. So it means like, uh, we know, we do macro, we talk about uh, research, we talk about policy. And like with that, you have like the flexibility to to like dabble a little bit in all of them. And with that, because I came into the social work program, I didn't really know what to do. I thought it was going to be like direct service work. And then that's it. Like, I just want to be on the ground just like out there getting it but i see the parts of like macro work a policy how that affects research and it just really now open up the doors for myself and the internship i mean it is a hard balance uh doing that with like you know msw program work hours um and then that's depend on your situation too like if you're uh providing for somebody you have uh significant others family jobs life happens you know stuff happens while we're still going through this program just a lot goes on uh, with this it. so it's just a like a major balance that needs to happen and it is challenging uh, being part of swixa it is like it you know even on top of that even more to add on but like what you get out of it like how much you put into it is like it, it means a lot too like with swixa like the professionalism networking the community like 
improving the program itself or being there support to other folks and helping them out, you know, the students in the program or assisting professors. I mean, it was a great time. I mean, it was challenging, not gonna lie for myself personally, but I couldn't take one without the other. Then I learned so much, like learning how to speak. I found like my confidence and my voice. I'm able to do things with like the power of others uh, for the purpose of like social work or like justice or equity. And it's just really like empowering to do that and like creating the podcast uh, with some of the assignments that we had to do, like social action. It was just really great because like it woke me up and it just like turned uh, like even like a little switch on for me. Like this could happen. And if I collaborate with others or I find the right people like minded, anything like sky's the limit. Um, so that's why it really helped me out with doing all those and trying to balance them. It was challenging, like I said, but it's a great time in the, in the long run. And I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Uh, to be part of like Swixa interning where I was, uh, being the core, shout out to core one, uh, with support, the faculty that we had too, that was like overseeing us and that were really there and the faculty that would go beyond like what their necessary job duties were too. So just a lot of shout out to everybody that was a part of it, uh, Pancho. Oh man, you said, you said that very, very well. I appreciate you saying all of that because I was thinking, it it just felt like it happened a couple of months ago. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it it's it really is. You said something that that I think stuck with me a lot, where it was uh, you get what you put into it, because even in the process, how, yeah, Tom, like how you mentioned, Tommy, yeah, there's classes, there's internships, there's the extracurriculars, and even how Eric mentioned as well, like we have jobs, we have home responsibilities, we have significant others, like life happens, you know, and and if I yeah, while Eric Eric was speaking, like all those little points he was making, I was thinking about these past two years and I was just like, yep, that one happened, that one happened, that one happened, that one happened. And it's it's intense. Um and everyone, you know, functions in a in a certain way. But if if you it, it, you you also have to realize like you that's why you have your cohort members that's why you have these amazing faculty like that's why you have this staff that that is more than willing to talk to you and just being like okay like where can we meet you at you know what i'm saying like where can we help you um if there is if there is any other kind of like school that we can do that it's in social work because it's <laughs> like social workers we understand that we understand that life happens. We understand there's many dimensions at play. We understand that you might be with a smile on your face, but in the back of your mind, there's a hurricane happening. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. You know, that's fine that it happens. I think I brought that up, especially coming into my second year, because we were all like getting ready to graduate. We were thinking about internships, not just like as a learning experience, but as a possible job, you know, and all these other things. So it was kind of like being grounded in those moments and being very present in where we were at in the situations of the year and all that stuff and being like, okay, where can we work from here? What can we do right now? What can, um, what, what, what can I support you with in my capacity as well? You know, being very grounded and very present, I think was something um, that I worked to solidify a lot in this last year to help me through all of these things and also relying on my 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 colleagues relying on my people around me um another one of those things you know social work are for people and people are for social work you know like it's it, we have to have that kind of like symbiotic relationship of like 
yeah, it might be vulnerable, but it's, 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 it's growth, um, to, to like lean on someone when needed. It's, it's growth to also kind of like step back when needed. Um, so a lot of these lessons I think I've learned, especially being involved in all these things and all that whatnot. And I did it because I wanted to, and I liked it as well. And I'm thankful that I did, um, and Eric knows, like, we, we've had these conversations when there was times where, you know, we had to move another direction. We did it because we wanted to make sure that we could still be our best when, when needed. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and to bring it all together and what helped and how Eric said, it's like uh, you you get as much out of it as much as you put into it. And it's realizing in that moment, being present with yourself do I have the energy to do this? Do I have the energy to be here? Do I have the energy to say that? And then going from there and making sure that you're doing it because you love it and you're doing it because you appreciate it. And that in itself will kind of like ripple effect to everything that you do, you know? Yeah. Thanks for sharing on that. And you both kind of touched upon how like all three of those aspects, classes, internships, like so we're all interconnected, like your experience could not have been easily defined by just one of those aspects. And that being said, now that you have experienced the MSW program as a whole, was there anything that you think is severely underutilized by students? Like any particular thing that got you through the program that you would just advise to other students? Uh, two, like, two areas for me is like one is like the resources at your campus. I know like, we're talking specifically about SJSU, but whatever you are, like what campus you're located, like uh, for their SJSU, they have CAPS, which is like the counseling and psychological services where you could get like therapy from them. So it's like for free for students for eight sessions uh, throughout the uh, eight sessions throughout the academic year. So having that and like utilizing that if you need it um, and something else, like if you're uh, facing some challenging times for yourself, too, is like there is uh, at SUSU, there's a food pantry. So like food for low income or uh, for challenging times right there. So if you're a student at, at SJSU, so that's like for everybody there, like campus resources. But something underutilized, I felt like, but really helped me out was like, you know, support systems, like people in the cohort, students around you, in the classroom, uh, your, whoever you lean on, really utilize that resource and like who's there for you and like has that time and energy. I think definitely helped out. Um, something else is like faculty, like the professors, reaching out to them, connecting with them. You know, they're people too, just because... Uh, they have the title and they have the job position. They're still humans themselves too. And just having that respect and that connection and empathy with them uh, to have that. Again, the social work field is amazing where they understand they meet us where we are, just like uh, that's what we preach uh, for the most part uh, for the professors out there that are doing the good work. And I would really emphasize on that. And just like one little key shout out was like at the SJSU, uh, the social work department in the back, in the back of the social work office, there is a room that we can utilize for like some week of study there. There's Wi-Fi uh, right across. There is a good uh, facilities and, you know, you could get water and it's just like for social workers. And it's a great place to like hang out, chill, 
And then professors walk by, they catch up with you, talk to them, or you can ask them questions directly in the moment. And shout out to like Dr. Lee, who was always out there. He'll check up and see like who's out there in the back of the office and he'll like uh, make his time to like connect with us and really like meet us where we are and like, how's it going? What do you need help with? We're support with, how can I help out? And he'll take that time to help out the students. I really appreciate that. Uh, so that's something that I would really suggest to like social work students at SJSU to really, um, to, to to take advantage of. Dude, I'm just going to, I don't have much to say. You said all the ones that I wanted to say, specifically the office one. Please use the office. Go go and show some love to the social work office and the social work department. Like there, and, and I feel like if anything, that's that will be the place where you can do all the other things because the professors will be like, oh, you can use this place. Oh, you can go that way. Or even like, oh, we can talk about this over lunch. Let's go to this spot. And then they'll go to some other place. So the social work use the social work office it might get a little hot over the summers but that's okay i mean besides that you can open like the the door and maybe let some 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 air in. um and there's like fans around there so we we make it work but that place was bomb like i once i started using it and like eric would be like oh i'm at the social work office because being in the library sometimes it gets boring i'm over it sometimes and i just don't i just can't be in the library social work office was a great place to be at you know and we can just hang out talk it was great seeing the professors um yes I, if anything that would be one of the one of the resources that i that i say are like underutilized especially on campus um besides that i don't know yeah i i definitely agree i definitely agree with eric on that one you're gonna catch us in the office editing this episode <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be great. <laughs> right next to it is also uh, Phil's Coffee right across the street. So amazing place. Shout out to Phil's Coffee <laughs> for that too. I did do work there at that coffee shop once or twice for sure. Uh, it sounds like you both had a lot of different moving parts as far as what helped you through the program. Uh, what I'm hearing is a lot of the classwork was maybe more of the learning. The internship sounded a lot more practice. SWIGSA brings that good social aspect. So it seems like a well-rounded experience. And I'm glad that you both had that. Uh, so are there any skills and concepts that you feel that you refer back to more frequently or anything that you're leaning on from your education moving forward? The first thing that comes into mind was like when I was doing interview processes and stuff like that, a lot of interviews would ask about theory and they would ask about like, oh, well, what is your like, what is your theory foundation or what what are what are your, some theories that you follow through? And I was like, well, first of all, I was like, oh, crap, where are those PowerPoint slides? And let me see what's there, <laughs> where are those. Let me look at them up. And and but um, but even in seeing those PowerPoint slides and even like thinking about it. Uh, being real with myself in them, I was like, no, well, I, I I do see things in like a social theory aspect. And I, I do see things in like a very psychological theory and all that whatnot and seeing like development and what and, and how I actually function. Like theory is very critical in how we work, um, especially if you're trying to go into like clinical social work or anything like that. I would even say like just if you're when when you're when you're seeing dynamics within a school like if you're working in a school if you're working in a community-based organization like things like that theory comes into play hardcore and you may not realize it like especially right now while you're learning and whatnot but it's it's very very needed and um 
so definitely theory is a big thing that I'm coming in and I'm actually very excited to like really put them into play and cement them in a way that I'm going to use um, throughout my career and even challenging theory you know what I'm saying like challenging theory as as we evolve as people and as communities like theories are going to have to be challenged theories are going to have to be created and whatnot um, so uh, that's that's what I would have to say about it because yeah uh now that i'm getting close to starting as well like i'm starting to prep in that sense and like okay how am i going to come in how am i going to like see the dynamics of like cases and stuff like that or even just within a hospital setting like how what, what type of environment that is um these are all things that as social workers that we can we can we can help change for the better to to help our clients and whatnot um but it's definitely something we need to keep in mind and always see how we can put them into play you know, the MSW program, there's a lot to learn that uh, comes a lot at you a lot. It's pretty fast, but it definitely establishes like a foundation for you to build upon or to like to grow or like it comes out as well, too. It's just like embedded in us for like, let's say, like, for example, like theories, like learning it, like applying it, like, oh, this is what they're talking about. And I'll tell you, like, there's probably been a good amount of times where like, oh, this is why they did it. Like, I remember I did, like, a project proposal uh, or a job proposal for something, and I was like, this is why research is important, like, the difference between quantitative and qualitative, and, like, now I'm doing uh, interview questions and, like, gathering this information. They wanted to, they have, they have the stats, but, like, you get the voice from the people, like, this is why this it's important. And I was like, this, is, this makes so much sense. And then it just, like, a light bulb went off, so it's just definitely plays into it and just like that confidence of like just knowing like you know you know your stuff uh we've been doing this for x amount of years uh in this program you get in it writing these papers it may not feel like it it just really plays into it and like you'll catch on to the concept if it's not there it's kind of like there in the back of the head so like when things come up it kind of like either develops it or brings it out even more or you'll be like oh this is why um so it's just amazing how it works but it's how we are very much planting seeds within our clients or within our work and within all of that. And I think that is kind of like a, a concept of patience, right? Sometimes we feel like we, I mean, we want to help. We want to create change. We want to do these things, right? We come out the gate running and we're like, we're going to do this. Um, there's going to be trips. There's going to be falls. There's going to be all that stuff. There might be some days where I, like, we feel like we didn't do enough, you know what I'm saying? Or sometimes we feel like, oh, what, what did I do? Right. But I think even the concept of like knowing that you're planting seeds as you go with all of the knowledge, with all of the practices, you know what I'm saying? And you're planting even seeds within yourself, right? You're going out there, you try something new, you try a, a theory, you try something and you're just like, oh crap, but it, it maybe something didn't come out right or anything like that, but it's okay that seed is planted now that that little that little idea is planted that kind of like a uh, marker is planted and now you can see it grow you can develop it you can be like okay well this is somewhere i need to water a little bit more right and then, and then give it a little bit more sunshine by being kind to yourself and being warm to yourself and being like okay this is just a growing aspect of it and you'll see it flower you'll see a lot of these things flower you'll see it within your clients you'll see it within your work and then your environment and also yourself even though we have the MSW degree or BSW degree, whatever degree you hold, that doesn't mean you know it all. Uh, that that degree, like we talked about with Dr. Lee in another episode, that just gives us a status, a recognition that we earned this uh, this degree. And so with that, hopefully, like this is why it's powerful that we have these degrees. We have the power within ourselves to make moves for ourselves. Like when you're seeking out the agencies, you know, 
what do they have there? Do they have supervision? Who uh, Do you have good vibes, bad vibes with like the supervisors? What do you get from them, that climate, the culture within the agency? And that's why we have the degree so we can make, we have uh, the power to make those moves. You go into a place that they expect you to have it all. Mm, I don't know if that's the best spot. Um, and then we have that choice where we could make moves to jump to another field or agency uh, because we had that degree and that experience that we earned it. So just knowing that within yourself too, I just want to shout that out because I just feel like that's why we get this degree where we can make those choices for ourselves. We have a bunch of opportunities out there and don't feel like we're limited. Yeah, it seems like in both in the program and outside of the program, just having some flexibility and looking at your opportunities of not knowing things to be uh, opportunities for growth and um, an opportunity to make a mistake is an opportunity to get better, right? So I think that um, that's great that the learning never stops and you can take that outside of the program with you and still explore and still discover um, and have that constant progression, constant growth um, as a social worker uh, beyond being in the program. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think I think everyone's kind of touched on that that critical point where it's like the program can only prepare you for so much and understanding that just because you have that degree, that doesn't mean you know everything. That's a really big takeaway that I'm kind of learning as I go through the program. And I know we've kind of been framing our questions on like evaluating like how well did the program prepare you? How well did the program do this? How well did the program do that? But social work is such a field where you truly are like the I feel like the moment you feel like you're prepared I don't think you're learning anymore um and I think that's really important how would you kind of rate the MSW experience overall uh for me like I knew SJSU was a fit for me with like the community the people that were like we had no uh, like we have no way of knowing who we're going to end up in the cohort with in the MSW program and it worked out very well and just like overall experience wise, it really helped out with like everything that like knowledge wise, internship, everything. But that was just because like I knew like where I needed to grow, like where I needed to excel, like having that growth mindset, just like reaching out for it, too, because I was um, I'm really curious. Um, but also like I dropped the ego and just like was really accepted to everything that kind of like I went through or made the opportunity or like being a part of the journey of. And then I would just say like the overall experience for me was great. Agreed. I would not change this experience for anything. Like I'm super, like I've said, I'm super, super grateful for being here in this MSW program. Like I'm grateful for the internship opportunities I had for the cohort that I had. Um, like it all it all just played so well with each other. It, it, it everything just came together very, very well. I think it was great. Like I, I, I wouldn't change it for anything, yo. One final takeaway from having graduated, is there any advice that you'd give to the students who are still in the program who are about to start? I think definitely uh, what I would think when we're talking about like self-care, when we're just like, you know, bowling or <laughs> eating or socializing with your friends, using that support as like we're going through, a, you know, a tense program. And, you know, don't lose yourself. Like, don't lose, like, what you love doing or your self-care, what you need for yourself. Fill up your cup. You make yourself a priority. Get those services. Do whatever you need for yourself. And, like, make that passion happen. 
also like be part of the community, contribute in whatever capacity way or a way that you can and do it with the right intentions and the right meaning. And just like, you know, doing what you're passionate about. Like if you're able to do like Swixa, if you're able to like, or if you're in a group project, you know, you doing a little like leading the project or taking on a little bit more to help out the support of the group, but also just like being yourself and doing what you can and available and checking in with yourself and don't lose yourself. I think that's why I would have to say like advice-wise for like students that are like going to come into this or in it or like coming out of it, like just really be yourself. Dang it, Eric, I was going to say the same thing, but um, I, no, but I agree, like be yourself, be yourself when it comes to like when you're at internship, when you're in your classes with professors and stuff like that, like build those genuine experiences, build those genuine connections have those genuine conversations like I think that's so important that's very very important within our field and as a social worker you get to experience the situation in a very different way it's just amazing to see other people grow as well too in the social work field and like where they come from and like what they've been through and like them exceeding it's just really nice like I enjoy that a lot more uh, when I see other folks like thriving and like striving or like getting it thank you both for everything you shared and yeah just to kind of add to that I that's something that I'm learning very quickly throughout the program is just be scared and do it anyway and I think it's it's kind of what I'm trying to live by now but yeah thank you again for everything you guys have shared everything you guys have said I know it's resonated with me really deeply yeah absolutely thank you both so much for just taking the time to really hand this podcast off to us and sharing all the things that helped you along the way. Um, I mean, you made it, so I know it's possible. I'm just reaching towards it now, and um, I'm excited to see where this program will take us, both Tanvi and I, um, after we are graduated and handing the podcast to somebody else. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back with some information about resources for San Jose State University School of Social Work. Want to get in touch with the School of Social Work at San Jose State University? For general information, questions, and concerns, send an email to socialwork at sjsu.edu. Be sure to follow at SJSU Social Work on Instagram for news and updates. Also, keep an eye out in your SJSU email for the School of Social Work newsletter. Interested in learning more about the Social Work Graduate Student Association? Contact SWIGSA President Paula Quintanilla at swgsa.president at gmail.com or vice president Christina Olivo at swgsa.vicepresident at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media by searching SJSU SWIGSA, that's SJSU SWGSA, to stay up to date with upcoming events, merch sales, and updates on graduation for our graduating classes.